Hi, I'm Mac, and I'm a three on the monster fucker scale. I'm Tyler, and I am a one on the monster fucker scale. And this is Date My Monster. <laughs> That's the placeholder intro music for now. For now. I'll eventually, <laughs> for now. We'll eventually get around to getting intro audio or just doing something like that. I think, I think we will. Um... You know, I keep saying I'll look for intro clips of, like, royalty-free music, but um, I keep forgetting to do that. But I I will hold myself to it. It's my New Year's resolution to find <laughs> intro and outro music for this podcast. Honestly, the few times I've done it, it's like, I either want game show or spooky music, but neither one, neither one of yes. those searches, you can get a middle ground between the two. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well... They're definitely very um, separate genres. Yeah. I'm like, I don't want to be coming into a vampire's house. I want to be coming into, uh, I don't know, the Monster Mash. Exactly. I was about to mention the Monster Mash. Uh, It's just uh, the dating dating game. What is it? The dating show? That original, like... uh, Fuck, the name is escaping me. I think it's the dating game. Yeah, maybe. I oh, I did Google to see if the Monster Mash was like open source or royalty uh, free. I was just like, listen, this is the perfect song. So that is that would be the perfect song. I'm guessing it's probably not oh, in no, the public it's not. domain. No. Okay. I don't think it's old yeah. enough. I don't think so either. Yeah. Um. um I guess since it's been a while. Um. We should go over the monster fucker scale for those who have forgotten our monster Kinsey scale. Yes, of course. Would you like to take us through it? Yes. So, zero is no monster fucking at all. One is a monster fan. Two is monster asexual, only in it for the romance. Three Mm -hmm, is mm -hmm. humanoid monster fucker. Four is werewolf fucker. And five is horny on main for all monsters. I know we have a topic today, but I just remembered, I did want to ask you, because I know you were into yes. this in junior high, high school. Um, uh-huh. What do you, how do you feel about the new Five Nights at Freddy games? <laughs> <laughs> um, the, what is it? Five Nights at Freddy's Security Breach is whatever it's called. I don't know. I just keep getting like fan-made stuff for it. And it looks like the fandom is having a lot of fun. And I love the audio of, Freddy, you're supposed to be on lockdown. But Vanessa, I'm a material girl. <laughs> material girl. Oh. I have seen that one so many times. Um, I saw one where it was like, um, Vanessa was like, she's like speaking Spanish. And then Freddy's like, Vanessa, why are we speaking Spanish? And, you know, it's funnier in Spanish, uh-huh. actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I have to say, I am actually not... I'm not too caught up with the FNAF lore. I definitely, like, was in it for, like, the first, like, three or four games. Mm-hmm. Um, but once they started coming out, like, two times a year, I kind of fell off. Uh-huh. But I do get a lot of TikToks about Security Breach. So, like, I know there's, like, Glamrock Freddy. Yeah. Um, There's, like, a, a Fox character. A I guess that would be Foxy. There's there's a Chica. And then there's also a Gator. I am aware. Um, I've seen two things that I find hilarious. Just from my vague knowledge of Five Nights at Freddy's. Mm-hmm. And that is, I think in this new game, 
part of the safety is you can go into Freddy. And so I've yes. seen a video with the kid where <laughs> Freddy's like, get in me, I'll keep you safe. And the other two kids who have died because they were shoved into the animatronics are like, you motherfucker. <laughs> and then, oh, oh, and the other one is that same kid. Like, I'm assuming the like main character kid is like the overlord for these like animatronics, except for like a couple villain ones. Cause there's one really good one where like the kid pulls like a piece of paper and a pen out of Freddy and he walks up to another mm-hmm. ma- animatronic and he clicks it and he's like so tell me just what, what it's like to be fucking blind and I'm just like <laughs> I really want to know the lore about this new game because it seems like it's completely different <laughs> yeah I I think it takes place like in the future like in the not in the far future but like in the 2050s in the Glamrock future in the glam rock future, which we all know is coming. Yeah. Um, but also I think some of the Five Nights at Freddy's games also take place in the future relative to now. So I used to watch like all of the game theory videos mm-hmm. about Five Nights at Freddy's. I do not fucking understand the lore of the games. I like I find the lore interesting, but when it becomes a game that's made just for lore, then it kinda loses intrigue i feel like i can definitely see that for me it's kind of like i i don't i don't understand why the story has to be so complicated yeah it's like literally stuffing dead kids inside of robots and but and it's like that's what the first game was about i don't even really think it needed a sequel if we're being honest but that's just me. Yeah, I mean, my, I get making a opinion. sequel because it's a video game and you want to make oh, yeah. more games. And it's like, okay, yeah, that aspect. And, like, you could maybe expand on the lore, like, a little bit. Be like, mm-hmm. oh, they, like, got the... I don't remember, but wasn't it, like, some dude who was stuffing them into the animatronics? Or was it the animatronics doing it? I, I still do not know. Okay. <laughs> I think it was originally some guy. Uh-huh. Um, and then, like, the ghosts of the children are haunting the animatronics i'm sure that's totally wrong i'm sure i'm getting Um, all my like backspace knowledge about this from stuff you have told me anyway (laughs) yeah probably so you know maybe at one point you're maybe you know it better than i do at this point because i have forgotten a lot what's so weird or what's funny is that i um I would read about Five Nights at Freddy's while, like, listening to, um, Knee Socks by, um, I almost said Imagine Dragons, Arctic Monkeys. Uh Um, and so now I associate that song with the Five Nights at Freddy's franchise. Interesting. (laughs) Yeah, I, I guess I was just obsessed with the song at that point Uh while I was also obsessed with Five Nights at Freddy's, so now the, the two are linked in my brain. That's also an interesting thing because that it's got to be one of the straightest songs ever. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But, you know, it's something about Arctic Monkeys. I don't know. Yeah, I agree. Uh, there was a long period of time, and still slightly, where I just wanted to have the aesthetic of the lead singer, just oh, because I'm like, mm-hmm. I want that, like, 50s grunge, not grunge, like, greaser look. Yeah, yes. I, I also remember wanting to emulate that. Um, I think, you know, that's just part of being a fan of a band, you know? Yeah, true. 
wanting to emulate their style. Yeah. I, the main reason I thought of Five Nights at Freddy's is because I said horny on main for all monsters, and I'm like, that's most of the Five Nights at Freddy content I've been seeing. <laughs> <laughs> I have not seen any of that, thankfully. It's not obviously horny, but it's like, the way they draw uh, Freddy mm-hmm. is like, oh, you want to fuck him, right? <laughs> oh, you can absolutely tell when it's, like, fetish art. Uh-huh. <laughs> Even if it's not overtly sexual. It's like it, that thing of, like, how you know a furry based on how they draw a dog. Yes, was, yes, exactly. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what I was thinking, too. Oh, my God. Okay, I guess we should get back onto the topic of, you know, you know today's monster. <laughs> maybe, yes. Who... I almost said, who is our monster? What is our monster for this episode? So, like always, I've decided to pick something that is from, um, it's not, uh, indigenous lore. Mm-hmm. I will probably mispronounce a lot of stuff, even though that, I have- we'll get through it. Mm-hmm, even though I have the pronunciations in my document, I'll still probably mispronounce them, so apologies ahead of time if I do. Um, I tried to get the most accurate, like- lore about these creatures as i could but you know that's okay you you put in the effort if you mess up on the pronunciations i'm sure we'll we'll figure it out you you put in the effort to write down the pronunciations yeah i'm not just gonna try and pronounce it like an english word i was like this probably isn't pronounced how i think it is (laughs) yes exactly so today's monster is the uruli also also okay. called hairy men. It's a folklore originated from the Yupik in the woodland areas of southwestern Alaska, south, yeah, southwestern Alaska, and it's rumored Ooh. to live in the forest near uh, the area of Lake Limina. And Limina. Limina, pretty sure that's how it's okay. pronounced. Um, I kind of picked these monsters because um, in my college I took a creative writing class and one of the challenges was to reinvent a myth. And Mm -hmm. I was like, why don't I just, like, I wrote a story from, like, Cryptid's point of view of humans being, like, the scary monsters they tell about at night. And I just was Googling, like, various cryptids, and the Uruli came up. And I was just like, oh, this picture, it looks really cute. So I included it. Um, When I did research for this, it's not a cute creature, but I'm going to keep on believing it is. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it could be. I haven't seen a picture of it, so the jury's still out, I will send you the cute pictures and the not cute pictures. Um, Without the pictures, hearing the description of it, it it doesn't sound cute, but... (laughs) (laughs) But the pictures make it look cute? The one picture I found, yeah. Okay, great. So, they are ten feet tall with long, shaggy fur and luminescent eyes. Okay, wow. That already... (laughs) massive that's huge yeah so the luminescent eyes are used to hypnotize their prey and that could be why we have no modern sightings of them it's because they just Ah. hypnotize them to forget about it or not take pictures and stuff like that i see i see Um, okay they have long lanky arms that are described as reaching down to their ankles um jesus christ which adds to the uh terrifying adorable look (laughs) The wingspan is <laughs> over ten unfathomable. Feet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it sounds like it would feet. be almost twenty. Yeah. Almost, yeah. Oh god, 
Um, they Christ. are said to emit a high-pitched cry resembling that of a loon. It's been um, has been described <laughs> as haunting. Um, if you can easily describe a mythical creature's call as something that you already know, what you're hearing is probably the real animal and not the mythical creature. Yeah, I think that's a good point. <laughs> if it sounds like a loon, it's probably a loon. Yeah. Um, and they're said to be very peaceful. I'll send you an image oh. of the cute one. The official state monster. There's a little, uh, there's a little poem here. Yes. In this image. Would you like to read the poem? Sure. Can you tell me how to pronounce the name of this monster again? Uri-li. <laughs> Uri-li. Okay, the Uri-li. Tall as trees. Play host to several million fleas. And use their luminescent eyes to first locate, then hypnotize. The deer and elk they like to eat, but keep the horns to scratch their feet. All right. Uh, that's a new thing. They use... Oh, this picture is not as cute. Oh, no, it's terrifying. And I think it's a, like wine and beer place from the looks of it it's oh, called the dry hopped pale ale yeah yeti-esque series Where is it this it does it does give yeti especially because it is from alaska yeah um, and it's so tall too it is it's it's huge and so it seems like they are carnivores well, they do eat deer and stuff. My thing, like, with them is I feel like it's more like they look like trees. Like, they're so tall and hairy, and I imagine, <gasps> like, depending on their color, you could easily blend in with trees kind of thing. I can totally see that. They kind of do look like pine trees, almost. Yeah. I mean, the, it is the illustration, mm -hmm, yeah. I suppose, but... Wow. But I, I think yeah, if you're thinking of it that. of, like, a, a mystical creature, like... Mm -hmm. It's really easy to just picture it, like, just backing up and blending in with the trees, and it's just gone. Oh, yeah, definitely. So it, it evolved to, to hunt in this environment. Yeah. Um, That's what we can say. <laughs> so, some more about them. It's said that they are transformed children who become lost in the woods at night. All right. Yeah. So <laughs> that kind of explains their somewhat cute and shy appearance, because, like, from what I described, mm -hmm. like high-pitched cry resembling the loon like just crying out maybe does not explain how they became 10 foot tall don't yeah uh -huh. that's yeah that is a, uh, a a large transformation from what like uh i don't how tall are children four feet is that <laughs> no like no two three feet really yeah i guess it depends on the age yeah but imagine you fall asleep in the cold forest and then you wake up and you're this 10 foot tall monster. Yeah, maybe you just like grew into the shadows or something. Yeah, I'd probably cry too if that happened to me. I, I you know, I might I might cry like a loon. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure what a loon sounds like, but I'm sure in the depths of my grief I could I could determine it. Yeah, I don't know either. <laughs> so, um while they can hypnotize uh people, they prefer to eat deer and are known to be gentle to humans don't okay entirely know what that means gentle to humans do they just like hypnotize you and are like okay bye <laughs> they don't kill you yeah. with their massive bodies yeah they just see you and you're like they're like oh this deer clearly has more meat on its body than you yeah that's fair and deer are probably easier to hypnotize than people yeah and then there are claims that the Uruli and Hairy Men are two different cryptids. Um, and all that I could find are that Hairy more Men are, like, more aggressive. 
but I couldn't really oh. find much more distinction between them and Uruli, so I don't know if they're two different creatures or not. It, I mean, hairy men could just be Uralis who are evil, perhaps. Yeah. What, angry children that got lost in the woods? Yeah, or just like, and you know, children can be evil. Yeah. <laughs> Evil children die from hypothermia in the woods too, Mac. (laughs) I just feel like evil children want to be seen and heard, so they're less likely to get lost in the woods, where it's the nice children that are quiet and just disappear without a trace, you know? I'll give that to you. That is is a good point. My hypothesis is that these are most likely just a legend created to avoid having kids walk around late at night (laughs) in the woods. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that is a kind of a lot of, um, like, folklore has to do with that. Yeah, of just, like, like, warning children against doing stupid shit kids shouldn't do. Exactly, exactly, yes. And, like I knew, this one is pretty short, so I kind of had a backup planned that oh. also popped up. So, it, that is the Kushtaka, or Kush, yeah, or Kushtaka. Sorry. Oh, Mm-hmm. We're doing a double. We're doing a little double feature. Yes, because this Ooh. one came up as being similar to the Uruli, but I think the main difference was like regional differences. Okay, they're known as land otter men, and <laughs> they are the folk folklore of the Clinkit people of the Pacific Northwest coast of North America. Oh my God! I we live in the Pacific Northwest. Oh yeah, I forget that sometimes. Yeah. I mean, Idaho is kind of like, yeah, you know, uh, there's some debate <laughs> as to whether or not Idaho is part of the PNW, but Oregon definitely is. So I could, I could see one of these, uh, uh, Kush, Kushtikas. Kushtika. Did I say that right? Kushtika. Kushtika. Yeah. All right. I'm going to go, I'm going to go Kushtika hunting. <laughs> tell, tell me more. Oh, it's, it looks like a, uh, <laughs> it looks like a humanoid badger. I was going to say otter since they're land otter, man. I can see that. Yeah. I think the, the sharp claws and teeth are giving me badger along with the ears, but I can definitely see Are badgers native well. to the Pacific Northwest? I'm Are otters? Uh, I don't know. <sighs> Maybe. Wasn't that no, the I don't point know. coming over here was to get a fur trade, or was that just in Canada? I, I think that was for, like, beavers. Oh. Are beavers and otters different? Uh, I think so. They're probably related, but I mean, otters are more aquatic, but beavers have those big ass tails and they build the dams and stuff in rivers. Are otters found in the Pacific Northwest? Yeah. Uh, Sea otters found along the coastal areas of the Pacific Northwest, ranging down from the shores of Japan to Alaska coast. Oh, wow. And then along North American coast down to Baja, California. I had no idea. That's so cool. Yeah, so it makes sense why they'd be like, this is the, looks like that animal we have around here. Yes. Yes, I can see that. All right, land otter men. Yes. Tell me more about the Kushtika. So, their description are that they are shapeshifters capable of assuming the human form, the form of an otter, and potentially other forms. Oh, so they're shapeshifters. Yeah, but I don't entirely know what they mean by potentially, like, the descriptions I found were so sure about that they could assume the human form and otter form, but like they're hesitant that it could do more. Like maybe it's just a different crypt. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, how would you know unless you saw it transform? I suppose. And also, like shapeshifters. Like I. Yeah. I have no idea where I was going with that. My mind kind of blanked there. 
that's okay i start most sentences without knowing how they're gonna end and you know that's just how it goes sometimes that is the majority of this podcast i just start talking and i'm like hey brain where are you going and it's like "Mm, we're going here now and i'm like okay you'll 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 know what it is when you get there yeah so um some accounts it can do any species of otters and other accounts it can only do one i don't entirely know how when it's chasing you you can tell the difference between otter species <laughs> maybe if you're uh, an otter researcher yeah. you would have reason to be in this habitat so that maybe that could be a reason why yeah. it's like oh that's a it's a red-backed kushtika <laughs> or something see i don't know see otter, otter and red-back otter <laughs> those are the only two yep only two i'm an i'm an otterologist uh, yeah so I forgot you also double majored in physics and otterology. Yeah, it was a, you know, it was a strange major. I don't know why um, Willamette had it, but, you know, it was worth it. You just wanted to know the aerodynamics of of otters. Exactly. That was the only reason why I double majored was for that specific thing. So, um, it's also said that the uh, Kushtika emit a high-pitched three-part whistle in the pattern of low-high-low. So, kind of similar to the Uruli of a high-pitched scream. I can see that. So, it's like a... Did you say it was a whistle? Yeah. So, like... uh... Yeah, I guess. Or something like that. I'm curious if there's just, like, birds, again, in that part of the area that have a whistle like that or not it wasn't mentioned that there was a bird similar but you know i I, maybe that's also think someone thought to double check (laughs) there but i'd say that's probably a reasonable assumption yeah um so their personality tends to differ between stories some stories they're cruel to creatures who take um delight in tricking poor clinklet sailors to their death so kind of like reverse sirens they're like siren predators Okay. Yeah, I can. I so I'm so in. So I'm sorry. Could you say what they do again? They they lead. So the. I'm an idiot and didn't really understand what I was reading. Today's a day, apparently. You know that's fine. It's it's been a while. It's it's lateish. It's a Friday. I'm tired from the long week. Yeah. Okay. I'm just gonna retake the sentence again. We're gonna go for it. it. So. Go for it. In some stories, they're cruel creatures who take delight in tricking poor clinklet sailors to their death. So essentially like sirens. Oh, okay. So not reverse sirens, but like sirens. God damn it, Taylor. We're going to cut that part out. (laughs) (laughs) Shit. Okay. Let me take that again. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Uh, Some stories, they're cruel creatures who take delight in tricking poor clinklet sailors to their deaths. So kind of like sirens. Hairy sirens. Yeah. Very hairy otter sirens. That's how I picture sirens, honestly. So it's just otters. I mean, I'd be way more likely to be drowned to my death in uh, if a, a little otter was like, "Hey, look at me!" I'd be like, "Oh yeah, come on, let's, let's take a look at this bad so, boy." What a what a cute little thing, and then they turn into a a, a creature and drown you. Yeah, essentially. <laughs> um, the Pacific Northwest sirens. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Um, in other stories, they are friendly and helpful, helpful, frequently saving the lost from death by freezing. So, oh, both sides of the spectrum, I guess. It, uh, interesting. So, um, in many stories, they save the lost individual by distracting them with curiously otter-like illusions of their family and friends as they transform their subject into a fellow um, kushtika, thus allowing them to survive the cold. 
Oh, okay. So let's unpack that. Yeah. I don't understand oh. what the curiously otter-like illusions mean. I I was going to bring up that part as well. So, like, the illusions are of the person's friends and family, but they look like otters? Or... What? Yeah, I'm, I'm confused what the otter-like is modifying here. It could be that. I was also wondering if it was just trying to play on that otters kind of have very playful personalities. So maybe it's oh. like kind of playful versions of their friends and family. Oh, so like not looking like otters, but like acting like otters. Yeah, maybe. Okay, okay. And then after that, the Kushtika turns the person into another Kushtika. Yeah, which allows them to survive in the cold water, but at the cost of becoming a Kushtika. I'd rather die. <laughs> no offense to the Kushtikas. But you don't... that's like my worst nightmare is to, to get transformed into a monster. That's terrible. This is the first time we've talked about this because most legends and lores, like there is... There has to be a way for those creatures to become, and it's normally by humans becoming that creature. We've never talked about whether or not we'd want to become a cryptid if our other option was dying. Yes. Well, like, for... I feel like in the cases where the cryptid is just a person that's turned into the cryptid, it's usually, like, something terrible. Like, with the Wendigo, it was, was like, um... Oh, I don't remember. But wasn't it, like, someone who committed cannibalism? Yeah. They'd, like, turn in... They turn into a Wendigo? Yeah, like, you you turn into a cannibalism out of, like, greed, I think it is. Oh, I see. Okay. I, I think that's really the only... I think that's the only monster we've done where it's a person that's turned into a cryptid. You don't think people could turn into Bat-Boy? <laughs> that's, I feel like uh, Bat-Boy <laughs> became because of the... The sinful mating of a of a person with a bat. Oh, yeah. Is that, I, is that the lore of Bat, bat that Boy? That was just the play of Bat Boy. I don't think the news story... Uh, he, I think in the news story he was a, a science experiment, if I remember. Which I guess oh, in the really? play he was technically a science experiment because the husband gave his wife some sort of pheromone that made her incredibly fertile and some bats came and fu- raped her or something. <laughs> I I must have blocked that. Out. Yeah, that's how she became. Uh, yeah, that's how she became pregnant. We had a discussion about this. Is her husband was oh, a I scientist re- and made some uh-huh. pheromone that like made him go crazy and like aggressively rape her, and then she fled and then got swarmed by bats yes. that inseminated her somehow in a cave, right? And then like or just out in the street, and so then she gave birth to the daughter and Bat Boy, who were twins. And one was from the product of her human insemination. The other one was a product from the bat insemination. Ah, uh, okay, okay. This, it's, it's starting to come back to me now. <laughs> oh, how quickly you, know, you forget your favorite um, play. <laughs> the, the only stage play that I will ever see. Yeah. That's not true. I've seen other stage plays. Um, not anymore. Not anymore. Bat Boy is retroactively the only one that I will ever see. From here on out. Yes, from here until the end of eternity. I don't think I would ever want to be turned into a cryptid, whether it's Bat Boy or the Wendigo or, or the Kushtika. I, I would hate that. I don't entirely want to answer this question because I get a lot of anxiety and existential depression when I think about what happens to us after we die. 
So, yeah, you know, I almost don't want to ponder this question because I'm like, yeah, it'd be really cool to become a cryptid. Would I have to be a cryptid forever? Would I have to live this yeah. miserable life for the rest of eternity? And I just don't want to go down that trail of thought. You know, that's very valid. Um, I would also hate to live forever. So it kind of works out. I mean, do cryptids age? I guess that would depend on the cryptid. I imagine they age and die because why else would they need to have some sort of reproductive process? That's right. Yeah. Because like... So like, Kushtikas must die. I mean, and I'm sure they can get killed by other means. Yeah. Yeah, because like, how else... Like, why else would you need to make more if you are eternal? Exactly. Yes. Now, I, now, uh, now I'm thinking about vampires again, and I'm just like, no, you can kill a vampire. <laughs> you can kill a vampire. Vampires can turn you into a vampire. Yeah. I think, for fun, I would say yes. Um, if it was actually a possibility, no. I wouldn't want to be subject to that. I mean, don't don't we all stay alive while the memory of us persists? Sure. Yeah. Some, some, some existential philosophy for you. Uh, no. No. Nah, it's a, all right. Nope. All right. We'll move on. Yeah. So, again, in some legends, it says the Kushtika will imitate the cries of a baby or the screams of a woman to lure victims into the river. Once there, the Kushtika either kills the person and tears them oh. to shreds or turn them into another Kushtika. <laughs> okay. So, the, the options here are either you get violently murdered by this otter creature or uh-huh. you get turned into one. Yeah. yeah. Sound, both options just sound... Peachy keen. Love that. Well, in the way that they, like, ripped them to shreds, and it will, like, part of me is like, do they have to take off the person's skin and, like, give them an otter skin? Kind of like a, what is it, a skeely? Oh. Whatever that. I'm not sure the name, but I know I know what you were yeah. talking about. Like, is it like that, but. It, it could be. Yeah. That's terrifying if that were the case. Yeah. I also like how the two options for what type of creatures these are are oh they're really nice and they'll save you from freezing to death oh they're absolutely terrible and they'll just rip you to shreds or also (laughs) or they will turn you into one of them so either way whether they're nice or whether they're not nice you could turn into one of these they just enjoy they just want more they (laughs) power in numbers (laughs) They're, they're uh, trying to build an army so they can take over the Pacific Northwest. I, for one, welcome yes. our new otter overlords. You know what? It's more interesting than Bigfoot. Definitely different. Definitely different than Bigfoot. I, uh, Bigfoot holds a special place in my heart. What, what more can you tell me about the Kushtika? So, legends have it that Kushtika can be warded off oh? through these subjects. Oh. Copper. Copper, okay. Dogs. Dogs. Urine. They, these are things that can ward off a kushtika? Does it yeah, specify? Yeah. Copper, dogs, and urine, and then in some stories, fire. Okay. Um, uh, circling back to the urine, does it matter uh-huh. what type, like, from what type of creature? Like, human urine, dog urine? I have no idea. I mean, I'm sure... D- I also want to know how they figured out urine was a war. Maybe they were cornered by a kushtika and they pissed themselves, and the kushtika's like, ugh, it's fucking gross. <laughs> And so maybe it just doesn't like that. Yeah, maybe it's just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Why are you pulling out your ween there, dude? I don't want to see that. What are you, fucking gay? (laughs) He's pulling his cock out. 
<laughs> oh my oh god my... it's not actually urine it's just the male <laughs> genitalia oh oh my god no i don't want to see <laughs> they've just been misinterpreting the the uyali's <laughs> fuck what is it again uyali the kushnika oh I, the, uh, <laughs> we're done we're not talking about the year oh right i now. know i don't know why i i said that um the cook Maybe they're also afraid of urine. I mean, as a small child, I think I'd be afraid of someone starting Have we tried? Can we try urine just to see if that wards off a, uh, a urali? Have we tried urine on all cryptids? I think, I think we need to. Yeah, I think that's now a criteria. It's just when you hear about a cryptid, you have to ask, well, have you tried pissing yourself? Yeah, if, 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 we, have, if we discover a cryptid that we think has no witness, we can just try, just try peeing all over it. Yeah, like a dog marking the territory. And maybe that's why they're afraid of dogs, because dogs just piss on everything, oh and it's like a territory thing. Yeah, I think you're right. But I truly want to know how they figured out the urine one. I, you know, I couldn't tell you. Because fire makes sense. Fire kills a lot mm-hmm. of things, and that's very common in folklore, is that fire is what scares them. Copper also makes sense. Like, it wards off fey. I think it's one of those things that's, like, an un- unnatural metal or mm-hmm. something, but... Yeah, I... You know, I think it is... I, like... I mean, if we're looking at it from, like, a perspective of, like, why did this piece of folklore originate? It could just be that, like, someone did, like, pee themselves, like, if they were scared. I mean... Is, is the whole... Um, like peeing yourself, no, not peeing yourself, putting, covering yourself in urine for like some hunting stuff. Is that like a true thing? Cause maybe it's also part of that. You know, that, that would make sense. I, I've, I feel like I've heard of that, but I don't, I mean, I don't hunt, so I don't, I don't really know the details. Yeah. And I don't know if it's like a bullshit thing where they just tell people that. So they cover themselves in oh, wolf urine or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Like a, like a prank thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. that could be, that could be it too. We'd probably have to do more research. So the last piece of uh, information I'll let you know is uh, since the Kushtaka mainly preys on small children, oh. it has been thought by some that it was just used by kinklet mothers to keep their children from wandering close to the ocean by themselves. I mean, that seems to be a common thread with uh, folklore monsters. <laughs> we addressed that earlier. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, yeah, I I wouldn't, especially like in the Pacific Northwest, and I want to say the. Uh, click people were more um, Canada Pacific Northwest, so there's probably a lot more cold water up there than uh, lower. Yeah, it's interesting, um, like the parallels between the Kushika and the Uralai, like they're both mm-hmm. big, tall creatures. Um, yeah, but and that's kind of why I brought them up because they were popping up as very similar. And- and it's like kind of in the same area because you said, I believe the Uralai was in Southwest Australia. Is that what you said? No, um, they're in Alaska. Oh, sorry, I meant Alaska, Southwest Alaska. <laughs> I was like, I was like, that's Alaska. A no, no, no. I know they're not <laughs> Australia. Sorry, Alaska, Alaska. Yeah, Southwestern Alaska. Which I'm gonna look up where Lake Limina. Is. I mean, it sounds like they're kind of in the same area. Like if it's Canada Pacific Northwest. And, oh, wait, never mind. Southwest uh, Alaska would be not touching Canada. I am not very smart today. Oh, you're right. I was totally thinking the same thing you were. Yeah, because it would be the opposite. I was like, wait, West West yeah. is not. I, I was thinking it's it was like, East. I'm not very smart. 
it's like right the uh limina lake is like right at the base of the peninsula that goes out towards the um south uh the west of alaska gotcha okay yeah so like the like the archipelago yeah i'm gonna look up where the clinklet people i mean you said they were pacific northwest right oh you mean more specific than that never mind yeah i'm trying to see people of the tides yeah they're getting a lot of russian stuff coming. how do you spell that t t L-I-N-G-I-T. Oh, okay. So if I just search that, it says it's the indigenous peoples of the Pacific North Northwest Coast of North America. They're right at the base of Alaska and the, like, right where Alaska and Canada meet on the Pacific. Yeah, there is a very high possibility that these two um, groups of people just traded stories and they were very similar stories. And since they're in the same area, they probably had very similar dangers around them. Yeah, I mean that that would make that that could make sense. Very similar, um, like geography and climate and stuff like that. I mean, we're not anthropologists, so we can't say for sure. It's all this is all speculation. We're not experts, but I mean, I I I think that is that could be something to follow up on, like kind of the the cultural exchange, if there was one. But I mean, like, southwestern Alaska, if it's by that river or that lake, that is kind of close to where the um, clinklets were. Interesting. Okay. Or are. Okay, yeah. That's that's interesting, that, that connection. That's And that would make sense why, while you were reading about the, the Uruli, that you would also see stuff about the, the Kush, Kushtika. Shall we, shall we get into the ratings for these, for these bad boys? This is just fascinating. Get down a fucking Wikipedia hole. Oh yeah, easy to do. Very <laughs> easy to fall into that. Our monster ratings are attraction, compatibility, confidence, and the treat you right factor. Yes. So for attraction, um, how drawn to them are you? Not just physically, but as a person to their character? How much do you respect and admire them? Do you feel love or that you're headed in that direction? Honestly, the the Uruli seems like super huggable. Yes. Like I mean, if you go with the cute picture, obviously. Yeah. Oh, they yeah. just seem so like nice and like kind of like, hey, what's up? The hypnosis part of it, I am not a huge fan of. But I mean, you'd be way more drawn to them. <laughs> That's true. That that is very true. I guess that would be they a boost. You feel whatever you want. Yeah. Yeah, boost rather than a uh, rather than a, a drawback. Uh-huh. Um, you wouldn't know it. Yeah. <laughs> um. Oh God. I think in that case, I will give the Uruli a. I'll give them a seven. Oh, I was. I think I'm gonna give them a six. All right. I think that's your highest. No, you gave the bear like no. monster an eight. Oh, I did. All right. Now, the Kushtika, even though it does have the appearance of an otter, which are, as we all know, adorable, adorable of course. Um, but, it, you know, I think if you took any creature and, like, anthropomorphized them, it's not going to be like a, uh, a Zootopia thing. <laughs> yeah, unless you anthropomorph, unless you were a furry drawing the creature, that's, it's just not going to look good. That's true. The, there's... This it's literally just a a furry a furry monstrosity. It looks like a bear a bear's body with an otter head taxidermied onto it, <laughs> but like proportionally sized otter's head. Yes, I, I can totally see that. I will say that the uh, the sharp claws do not make for good hugs. 
And I think that, like, the Kushtika would probably try to drown me the first chance it got. <laughs> Depending on which lore, yeah. I, that's a good chance. That's true. I mean, but also, like, if I if I am drowning in cold... If I'm in cold water, the Kushtika will turn me into one of them, which I also do not want. We're just going for a swim, and you're just like, ooh, it's a little chilly. And then you just kind of, like, side-eye the Kushtika. He's just, like, staring at you. <laughs> it's like, no, I do not want to be turned into a Kushtika. I don't know I, how many... I'm not I'm not that cold. It was a bit chillier. It was just a little chillier than I was expecting. I'm going to get out, actually. I think I'm good. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think I want to be swimming around you anymore. <laughs> I, I changed my mind. I think for the Kushtika, I'm going to give it a four. No, a well, three. When you brought up, when you brought up hugs... Mm-hmm, I then mm-hmm. was brought back to my how it looks like a bear. Bears look so fucking huggable. We, we've named a hug after the bear species. Yes! Bear hugs. Do you think that the Kushtika is huggable? I, I don't think it's very huggable. Yeah. I was going to give it a five, but then I saw I gave Batboy a five, and I'm like, it's not up there with Batboy. <laughs> I'm going to give it a three as well. You're okay. We'll both do threes. Is this our fr- No, we've agreed before. Yeah. Um, Maybe not on this, but on other on other beasts. Yeah. So compatibility. Do you have enough common interests, values, beliefs? Do your personalities and lifestyles sync up? Do you work well together when it comes to conflict, compromise, sacrifice, and pressure? Let's just say you're a lie. I also don't want to go see people and would like to just disappear into the forest a lot of the time. Very highly relatable. I think. That is the ideal form, is being 10 feet tall with glowing, luminescent eyes. Um, yes. And just being, you know, uh, a creature in the woods. I think we can all relate to relate to that. It does make me think of um, when I was talking to my therapist about how I wanted to kill myself. And his response to be like was to be like, yeah, sometimes I just want to go, like, walk into the middle of a lake or the middle of a forest and just, like cease to exist and i'm like my dude you're supposed to stop me from killing myself not encourage this because that sounds fucking great and that just makes me think of the year (laughs) alive your therapist is just trying to be relatable i suppose yeah oh my god he's a 60 year old native man maybe he's thinking no he's from south dakota probably have different legends probably yeah It sounds so appetizing. I want to give it a 10 just because I'm like, yeah, man, I just want to do that as well. <laughs> I will say the only thing that I it, about the Uruli that I'm not crazy about is that it is away from civilization. Um, okay. I do need access to the internet at all times <laughs> or I will shed my skin and turn into a, a bug. If I don't know about the newest Five Nights at Freddy's game, <laughs> I, I, I just... I, I can't take it. <laughs> I need to be able to look up all the lore. I I think I'm going to give him... I keep looking at Batboy and just seeing how I rated him. You did give Batboy an 8 in the compatibility I category. Do you, I don't think I'm as compatible with the Uruli. So I'll give him a 7.5. 7.5. All right. I think I will yeah. give the Uruli in the compatibility... I'll give it a... I'll give it a 6. Respectable. Now, the Kushtika. The Kushtika, I feel like it has a lot of the same, um, a lot of the same, like, points that we brought up for the Uruli. But, uh, no. No? I think it's different. How so? Yeah, because the, Ur- the Uruli, I'm physically choosing to 
walk into the forest and kill myself. <laughs> okay, okay. The Kushtaka, it is dragging me into the water or I'm there in distress. Like, it's not... It doesn't sound appeasing. Like, just disappearing into the forest is ideal. Um, drowning to death? I, I, I also don't like water. We've discussed I do not like water monsters. That's fair. They freak me the fuck out. And so, like, yeah, I, I, no. The idea of going into the water and then having a creature be like, oh, let me just fucking tear you to shreds and rip your skin and turn you into one of me. I'm like, nah, I'm good. But either way, you would still disappear into the forest. The end result is somewhat the same. (laughs) Yeah, the end result is the same, but how I got there is different. Yes. And I feel like that is important in this. I, you know, I'll agree with you there. I will say I do not want to die in the way that the Kushtika will kill me. Yeah. Um, and I also don't want to turn into a Kushtika. So I think I'm going to give it, I think I'm going to give it a two, <laughs> 2.5. I was going to give it a four. A four. All right. I'm trying to, what else did I give a four? You gave, um. I gave Bear Lake Monster a five. That's true. That's true. Uh, I'll give it a four. Fuck it. I like now that we have stuff to go back to, so I could be like, how much is this in the moment, and how much of it is like... Yeah, exactly. Like, relates. Yeah. I will say I do not check my previous scores that much. I just go with however I'm feeling in the moment. Yeah. Um, yeah. But maybe I should do that, so I, I, I'm at least consistent. Eh, who cares? Eh, it's all for fun. Confidence. This one requires an almost entirely intuitive response. How much do you hope, want, and believe the relationship can go the distance based on your feelings as well as your perception of their emotional investment? Well, for the Uruli, it is friendly to humans. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems to... Each Uruli seems to hold the soul of a dead child. Um, so that is definitely a strike against it. Yeah, I don't want to be a pedophile. Yeah, <laughs> I I think I'm gonna have to give it a low uh, confidence score. What are you thinking for the Uruli? I'm thinking the more we talk about it, the more I just want to be a Uruli. I mean, you know, do you, that is the the gay experience. Do you want to be like this person, or do you want to uh, to wait what to be with that be person? person? Yeah, be that person yeah. or be with that person. Oh, that's so difficult as a person who questions their bisexuality is mistaken for asexuality and also incredibly questions their gender. That is a question (laughs) I think of every time I meet a new person. (laughs) It is is the universal experience that brings all, all queer people together. Yeah. If you don't question your gender when you meet someone really hot. (laughs) I, yeah... I kind of... I don't think... I mean, it just seems like the Uruli just wants to vibe, honestly. Yeah, which is nice, but... I mean, yeah, like, how much... Like, I feel like every time you go out, it's just gonna be it showing you the trees it really likes. Yeah, exactly. Like, here's the, here's the place I like to go to hypnotize my food. Yeah, and like, I feel like it'll be, no matter what, it'll be, like, a very casual thing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. of, like, where he... They just are lonely and want someone to hang with. And I'm kind of, like, into that in terms of a relationship. Yeah, I, I guess I can see it. Just, just vibey. Just vibey. Yeah. I guess it depends on what you want out of it. Yeah, I think I'm going to give him a five. I think looking back at the previous scores, I'll, I'll give I'll give I'll give it a three. 
confidence the for the Kushtika. Now, the Kushtika, I feel like the Kushtika has some fucking balls. Yes, no, yeah. for sure. He radi- I don't know if it's big dick energy, but it's definitely an aggressive energy. Mm-hmm. Yes, big genital energy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and it definitely feels like whatever he wants to do is getting done. Yes, I, I absolutely. It, it's definitely one where you can kind of take a uh, a back seat. Yeah, which is always it can be nice. Depends on what you're looking for at the time. Yeah, that's true. But you want to be careful, or else you'll become a mirror of them. You want to make sure you maintain your own individuality, right? Yeah, and you can fall in love with sirens. Like, that's a thing that, that can happen, right? That's true. I mean, I think it's more like, uh, I mean, I feel like sirens, <laughs> the, the, you fall in love with sirens due to their magical manipulation. But, you know, I... But sirens fall in love with you hmm. because of your personality and charm, and that's something they have to decide. That's true. That's very true. The thing is, I don't want to become a kushtika, and I feel like in a relationship, you shouldn't be exactly like your partner, you know? Yeah, so why would you give him a low score? Well, <laughs> I, do, I wouldn't give the kushtika a low score. I think I'm okay. I'm going to rate it higher than the Uralai in this category. Oh, yeah, I, I'm going to go with 6.5. Really, I think I'm going to go with, I think I'll go with a, you know, actually, I'll agree with you. I'll go with a 6.5. I think a 7 is too much. The favorite factor. Treat yes. you right. How well does this monster treat you? Will they take you out to McDonald's and insist you order off the dollar menu? Or will they pay for play, or will they plan an elaborate scavenger hunt picnic to celebrate your one month? I feel like for the Uralai, based off what we were talking about, how they're kind of just like vibey, I feel like yeah. they wouldn't do something over the top. Uh-huh. But they will show their love for you in other ways, such as hypnotizing a deer for you to eat. Yeah, like, I feel like since they just want someone to vibe with, all of their actions are filled with love unintentionally. Yes. Like, them being like, I want someone to hang out with me at my favorite spot is, says a lot about, like, how they feel about you as a person Mm -hmm. to be like, I want to show you where my favorite spot is and I want you to be here with me. Yes, absolutely. I I get that from the, from the, uh, the year lie, definitely. Yeah. Like, it's not going to be, yeah, it's not going to be over the top, but every action is mm-hmm. going to be filled with love. I agree. I agree with that. Um, I think that, with that in mind, I think I'll give the Uralai a 7 here. I'm kind of tempted to give it a 10. Really? A 10? The only thing that's stopping me from rating it higher here is that, like, sometimes you do want to, like, be treated like that. And just, like, you know, we were kind of talking about it in the confidence category, I don't think the Uralai is, maybe they're not able, maybe they're not willing to take it to that next level, you know? Okay, yeah. I'm going to give them an 8.5. An 8.5? Okay, okay. Yeah. All right. Kushtika. The Kushtika. Kushtika, treat you right. I I don't think the Kushtika is going to treat us right. Uh, considering it's trying to kill us a lot of the time and we can't go swimming with them. That's true. That's very true. I feel like even if you were in a relationship with a Kushtika and they were not actively trying to kill you, that, that threat of them just turning you into one at any time yeah. um, will always be looming over you. Um, this, like most of the low-scoring treat-you-right creatures, it just has kind of crackhead energy <laughs> of like... 
they're going to do whatever they want to do, and it's probably not going to be fun or good. That's true. That's true. I, I feel like I, I agree. I, I think that the Kushtika would definitely fall into that category. Um, yeah. Very just, like, ravenous, unhinged energy. Yes. Um, um, I'm going to give them uh, a two. A two. I think I'll, I'll, give, I'll give them a four. All right. So, okay. overall. And then... Yeah. Oh, sorry. Should we go over the points and then and then answer the most important question? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Okay. Um, all right. So for the Urali Mac, you gave it a twenty-seven. Yes. Beast Boy is still your highest rank. Or sorry, Beast Boy, Bat Boy, Bat Boy, Bat Boy is still your highest rated monster. But this is now second place. Yes, it is. Um, I gave the Urali twenty-three. It came very close to unseating <laughs> Bat Boy. <laughs> yes um, by 0. 0.5 by 0. 0.5 but i feel like that's accurate yes um it's close but no cigar yes yes and then for the kushtika uh you gave it a 15.5 which it's still doing better than the beast of gudan but we did find out last week or last time that the chupacabra is now the lowest yes ranking monster for both of us <laughs> Yes. So uh, the Kushika is now uh, second to last, or sorry, third to last for you. Yes. And then I gave the Kushtika a 16, which ties it with the Wendigo. Yes. Um, And puts it as also third to last tied with the Wendigo on my list. All right. Yeah. Now the most important question. Is it gay? Is it gay? Yurla uh, is definitely non-binary for sure. Oh, absolutely! I was I was thinking about that before we even got to this question. <laughs> and then I don't know, maybe just asexual. Like it's just in it for the romantic companionship of it all. I was also going to say that. So, yes, Kushtika. And then Kushtika. <sighs> he is the unhinged energy of a straight white man. I agree with that. Absolutely. Yes. No, no, it is not no. gay. No. No, absolutely not. All right, that, those are the monsters. Those are today's monsters. Double special for y'all. Thank you. I was not expecting that. It was, a, it was a, a very pleasant surprise. Yeah, I knew what I was doing. I wanted to do the um, Urali, but it was a very brief research there mm -hmm. wasn't a ton of it so i was like maybe i should have a backup that kept popping up and so we got the kushtika well it was good they're, they're very closely related but different enough that we were able to give them very different scores yeah <laughs> um so yeah that was our our first double feature i, I love it and the first one of the new year yes Ooh. happy 2022 which is when we're recording this when it, and hopefully when I'll post it. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah, hopefully we'll, we'll record another episode this year, too. Yeah, at least one more. At, le <laughs> at least. We can aim for that. It's a good New Year's resolution. At least one yeah. more this year. I, yeah, I, that'd be nice. You you know, you want to make your goals manageable and achievable. <laughs> yeah. At least two episodes a year sounds pretty good to me. Yes, I agree. I agree. I've been Mac. I've been Tyler. And this has been uh, Date My Monster. <laughs> Ba, 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 ba. Bye. Bye.